podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Jamie and Jake. How's it going, lads? You okay? Sorry, Jamie, uh, everything's easier, isn't it, when Everton get a win in the week? Yeah, it's just a week flies by, doesn't it? Like, just yeah. forgot what it was like to be happy for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we haven't been on since before Brentford, so we might as well talk about the win against Brentford. So, massive three points, that one. Game of two hours, you'd call it, wouldn't you, Jamie? If you're uh, very nerve-wracking and sitting in that stadium on uh, last Saturday, that second half was horrible, wasn't it? Really bad. Yeah, like, it was. When when McNeil scored, I just looked straight at the the, uh, the clock and thought of Luis Aha. I was just like, oh no, I've been a full ninety minutes now to sit through this. So I was obviously you you hoping that you get the second goal to calm the nerves a little bit, but uh, no, that first half dragged and the second half was even longer. Yeah, I'd say a goal after thirty goal after thirty six seconds is. Very on Everton. Like, I think there were still people going to the seat by me, like uh, mm-hmm. all the piss heads getting in late. But uh, quick start, wasn't it, Jake? And wish you could just blow the whistle after that, wouldn't you? Well, I, I was I was walking into work because obviously I start work. It, it was 10 o'clock at the time here because the clock hadn't gone back yet. And I was just walking into work and I I was streaming it. So I got the, I got the, uh, I got the notification that we'd scored. And I was like, that's definitely that's definitely glitching the fucking the system or something here. But I looked down on before and there's just McNeil fucking smashing it into the top corner with his left foot. I'm like getting and my boss actually ran out of work and thought thought it fucking fell over and smashed me head in because I was screaming that loud. But apparently that's the earliest ever winning goal scored at Goodison yeah, Park. It is, yeah. Seeing that that was a good start, that one. That's I think John Eberl scored it, Everton's quickest goal or something. But that was the quickest winner. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I yeah. mean, just, I thought we'd scored too early, to be honest. I just thought after that we were just going to get battered. I just thought this has got, this has got like 4 5 1 written all over it. Especially like because we couldn't, again, couldn't take our chances. But Well, we did, though, didn't we? But VAR again of. I still, I still don't know how, the, uh, how that was given as a handball. Every angle I've seen of it, it, it hits the badge on his chest. It just seems to be AR is determined to get us relegated. I think it's a. I think it's one of the main reasons why the bottom of the league so tight. Like, I genuinely believe that. I haven't you watched know, a lot of it. Has, has there been a lot of bad VAR calls? I think there's been a lot of bad VAR calls since it came in. What was it, about three years ago now? It's yeah. just uh, the people who are just operating it. It's like they don't want to be. They don't want to do it. They're like the they're fucking it up on purpose. Do you get what I mean? So they don't have to do it. It's like getting a job and working. You go, I don't like doing this, so I'll just be that bad at it that they don't ask me to do it again. That's what it feels like. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, the, prob- the problem for me is with with the VAR is it was brought in to stop. It was brought in to highlight the clear and obvious errors made by these referees, but then the same referees are running it. Like the clowns running the circus, isn't it? Yeah. But the on-field decision was goal, and VAR was inconclusive whether it was an on-ball or not. So why don't you stick with the on-field decision? I thought they were meant to, unless it was clear and obvious. At that point, when I, I, I said to one of my mates who's watching it with me over my shoulder and work, and he said, well, like, when it went to VAR, I said, the, 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 amount, the length of time it took, I was like, they're just looking for a reason to overturn this. It's like... We were talking about VAR should have a time limit. If you can't decide in 30 30 seconds to a minute that something is clear and obvious, then it's obviously not clear and obvious, is it? Mm. So it'll stop all this like two, three minutes frigging delays in play, in my eyes anyway. It's just like as an Evertonian, I don't know about you, Jamie, I was in the ground, I didn't even celebrate again. I must be the only person who's not celebrating goals. And I'm actually heartbroken for myself that I'm not celebrating goals because... I just look around at the officials and I can see him putting his hands over here and I go, something wrong, something's wrong again. Yeah, no. I, think I've, I think I've only ever seen it go our way and that was that Anthony Gordon goal against Crystal Palace. That's the only yeah, one well, I, man, I was in the 
Paddock, Paddock Gladys in the corner. And obviously when Everton score, like when Dwight McNeil scores, fucking hell, just the fella next to me. But when that goal went in, the pair of us just sort of like stood up and went, get in. It was sort of like a, a proper, really reserved celebration. And then we were just stood next to each other. And as soon as you see all the Branca players surrounding there for me, you know, you know there's something wrong. And as soon as you think there's something wrong, they're, they're going to find it. They'll find whatever it was wrong to uh, to overrule it. And then it, the, long, the longer it took, you could feel it in the ground that he was not going to give it. But yeah. if it's inconclusive and the referee has given the goal, surely they say to the referee, you go and have a look at it. Is that what those monitors are for? I don't think you can go for the monitor for handball. I'm not sure, though. I'm not sure. I don't know that rule. But I thought you could just go to the monitor. If he goes to the monitor and we go, listen, we don't know. Do you want to go and have a look at it? And then it's his decision that's sticking with them. But, listen, we still won the game. That's the, I know we can look back on the high yeah. hindsight. And at that moment, it would have been fantastic to go to and look at half time. But we still won the game, so... It's just one of them. Not. I thought it was fantastic yeah. in the first half, by the way. Yeah, we were. I thought, I thought back, we going back to the game. I, I just thought we were. Brentford didn't know what to do. Uh, Brentford are very good, ta- very good side as well. And I thought I was worried. I'll be honest. Going on that ground, I was worried because I thought these are a good team. These because we usually we pick ourselves up for Arsenal, don't we? And Chelsea and the, all them games, but it's the Brightons and the Southamptons of the world where we think, or oh, the Badge alone will win. Because we're Everton, we'll win. You know, and because it's that good, assume we'll win. But no, I thought we played really well in the first half. Second half was what we all expected, but totally brilliant. I thought second half we brought it on on ourselves. I don't think they, they never really peppered us, did they? I mean, I remember Pickford making one really good save. I remember him coming off his line and he missed it, and I think McNeil cleared it off the line. But it was sort yeah. of like the it was the anxiety in the stadium, which was to be expected where we are. It just felt like we were sitting back and inviting them on. So wasn't he just? Yeah, I was surprised he didn't score. Like I have to be honest, I am surprised he didn't score. Mm. But uh, let's go. might as well touch on a few players' performances then. We might as well start with the captain. I know Jakey wanted to talk about him. We had a debate in our group chat. I asked a question and said, "Would you bring a fully fit Nathan Patterson in for Seamus Coleman?" And every one of us said no. So wax lyrical about Seamus Coleman for us, mate. Come on, go for it. Yes. What the, the fella's thirty six? He's just playing. I think he's he might even be playing the best football he's ever played in his Everton career. Like when I think about it, he's been at Everton nearly half my life. <laughs> I'm thirty two next week, and Seamus Coleman's been at Everton for fourteen years. There's there's not a time I really remember an Everton without Seamus Coleman. Like that's how mad it is. It's like he's always been there. He just he's just always been there. Like. I, I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely can't. It, it, I only remember two right backs in my entire life Tony Ibbett and then James Coleman. Yeah. And no one no one thought when we bought this this kid from, for 60 grand from uh, the Arsenal and nowhere in, in Ireland that he was going to be anything more than a squad player. But he's just, he's arguably been the best servant in the Premier League for this club, hasn't he? Pound for pound, got to be the, the best signing in Premier League history. It's got to be. For money, for actual, the, for actual money. For actual money, hands. definitely. Yeah. Like, I think, what did I read the other day? After, it was after the Leeds game. He's cost us something like £122 a game. For all the games he's played for £122 a game. Like, that wouldn't even get you a, a ticket at most Premier League away grounds. No. Anymore these days. But I think the word legend gets thrown around far too easily far too often but if I was going to say for my lifetime define a club legend I think you'd have to put James Coleman in there would you the only thing he's missing and I, I honestly I don't think he'll ever get it is lifting a trophy with that captain's armband around his, around his arm unless miracles happen next season that's the only thing he's got. He's going to miss in my eyes but the playoff final next year the playoff final at Wembley next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's got it in him to play that many games. That's a no. problem. <laughs> yeah, but Jamie Seamus Coleman, if you want, if you want, you want to add to him, he's just. Uh, I I agree with Jake. I'd, I think he's undroppable at the moment. He doesn't look. He doesn't look leggy or anything. Does he? he looks like 
he looks after himself and he's getting up and down. And I think Sean Dice might be the perfect manager for him because he just wants his defenders to defend and he's more than capable of doing that, isn't he? Yeah, he's no, he's not making. I know he scored that goal against Leeds, but he's not making them overlapping runs like he used to. But that's to be expected at his age. He's just doing everything right now, though, isn't he? He's, you know, he, he knows his capabilities and he's doing everything that he should be doing as a 36-year-old right-back uh, in the Prem. But he's just, he just epitomises everything, doesn't he? You've seen that at the end where he wins the foul and he knows what that means to win that foul. You know, he's collected the three points. Um, I think he's I think he's proved a lot wrong, a lot of people wrong, and I'm one of them. When Patterson got injured, yeah. I think everyone was a bit worried about Coleman coming into the side. Obviously, it was under Lampard, and everyone was a bit like, oh no, he's old, he's you know, he's not what he used to be, but he's I think he's sometimes surpassed what he's used to be. Uh he, he should be he should be brilliant, hasn't he? But I think he sets a tone as well through the team. I think he, he, his, his attitude, he's got a good captain's attitude. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know, I, I can't speak highly enough of him, really, you honestly can't. Yeah, I think we all universally loved within the fan base, isn't he, Seamus Coleman? See a few yeah. murmurings of people saying, oh, he's finished and his legs have gone and stuff like that, but I think he's proving them people wrong now. He's, uh... Well, everyone keeps kept thinking, oh, he's going to get, you put a, a pacey winger, Against him, he's going to get burned for pace. Under Dice, I don't think I've ever seen anyone take take him on. He just he, he can keep up with anyone. Yeah. What are your thoughts on him, Paul? Go on, you give us your. Seamus Coleman, yeah, he's just. Uh, I think it's hard now. He's just brilliant, as you say. He's just always been there. He's uh, reliable, and I think he doesn't shake away from it as well. You know, people say, "Oh, another rallying cry from Seamus Coleman," but at least he comes out and faces up to it. You know what I mean? When we get beat and stuff. Uh, no, I think we all love Seamus. I think, how can you not love him? Like, I think he genuinely cares about the club. I don't think there's any denying that. And he stays in the team for me. Can't drop him. One of our best players at the moment. So, yeah, it, I, I have absolutely no worries about James Coleman. And if anything, Nathan Patterson's going to have to work really hard to get back in the team now. Yep. But yeah. I think Anthony said that, and I agree, Seamus, the Coleman's probably the type who'd go into Sean Dykes and say, put Nathan Patterson in. Yeah. So that, that's yeah, the type yeah. of character he is. If he knew he was uh, feeling something a little bit, he'd yeah. be like, he's not the type to give less than 100%. No. Hey, so, yeah. Talking of players, Jamie, you did say, you know, proving you wrong, players proving you wrong, this player proving me wrong. I have gone in very heavily on him. I've called him all kinds, and that's Dwight McNeil. Uh, absolutely fantastic. His work rate and everything else, and cracking goal. And he can't half cross a ball. People say, uh, me again, I've said he's only one footed. Can't use the right foot at all. But I'll tell you what, that left foot uh, makes up for it, doesn't it? He's, uh, he's playing really well. And he, I mean, since Sean Dice has come in, obviously him and Michael Keane, you might as well throw him in there. It's Tarkovsky, if you want to, a familiar voice in the dressing room. And he seems to be stepping up, don't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, Dwight McNeil does, I think. Uh, you know, when you're supposed to get with Tarkovsky, don't you? He's a- He's a centre-half, he's a solid centre-half. I think any manager would tell you that. Uh, but Dwight McNeil just looks like a different player. And I think because he's probably simplified everything for him. You know, he's probably come in and gone, you know what you used to do for me? You know what i like you to do? Just go and do it. Well, you know, Lampard's probably come in and I want you to cut inside. I want you to, you know, I want you to track back. I want you to play as a, <laughs> a midfielder at times with... Dice hasn't. Dice has gone right. Go up there, cross the ball, and when they've got the ball, run back and help you full back. That's it. And he's yeah. gone. Yeah, all right, boss. No worries. Um, I, I, I've always sort of liked Dwight McNeil only purely because he's only twenty-two and he's never had a centre forward play with him yet. I know people go, "Oh, he's had Mopey." Yeah, his centre forwards that he played with, forward, uh, Chris Woods, Ashley Barnes, you know. Wegel, Wegels, yeah. Jay Rodriguez, players who have got a knack for getting in between two centre-halves and not knocking the ball in the net. He hasn't got that yet, so he's sort of took it on his own to think that like you're saying there's crosses. His crosses are brilliant, but we, we all know the situation in the middle. But I, I don't know, I just think he's been I think he's been one of our players of the season so far. I know people go, how do you work that out? But 
to come back the way he's come back, not come back, but the way he's like kicked on, I just think he he deserves a hell of a lot of credit. Himself yeah. deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, and talking of players, nicely little segue again for me there, Jamie. Players who simplified the game. Uh, I think Michael Keane was signed off the back of him being a defender who just defends, no nonsense, get it out. Uh, none of this playing out from the back. It's just not his game. And I think too many, like, play, Frank Lampard probably said, I want you to bring it out and start attacks. I just don't think he can. He's just not that type of footballer. So under mm-hmm. Sean Dice, he's probably come in and gone, head everything out, kick everything out. If in doubt, kick it out. Doesn't matter. Just uh, just defend, basically. Would you agree with that, Jay? Yeah, I think I think Dice's just got come in and he's, he's sort of playing... We we said that we said that ages ago, like when we signed Dice. I think Dice is quite arguably the perfect manager. He plays that kind of hard knock football. Like he just he plays old school English football. And I'm not I'm not talking about like the Route One and things like that because I actually think under under Dice we've actually played some really nice attacking football, like quick attacking counter attack football. But defending it, it's it's as you say, Paul. If and out, get it out. The no nonsense, not none of this try. No Cruyff turns, none of this passing it around the back, passing to your full-backs, trying to start an attack. If you're under pressure, smash it as far as you can up the pitch and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think that's what Michael Keane needed. And I, I think also having a centre-half that he's familiar with in Tarkovsky, uh, having someone that he trusts in Tarkovsky, in Dice. We've all said that before. We've, we've said that a million times. Michael Keane's a confidence player. And if he's confident in the knowledge that he can trust the person next to him, the fa- the man on the, the, the man on the sidelines, the gaffer, then I think you're gonna get the best version of Michael Keane. Gonna get the reason why he was highly talented and we signed him for 30 million. Why Man United were after him at the same time, but he, he came for whatever reason came to Everton and things like that. I just think we Dice might be the perfect manager for, for this iteration of the Everton team. In yeah. and especially especially players like Mike, Michael Keane, Dwight McNeil, players like that, because they're not being asked to do too much. They're not being asked to do more than they're capable of. They're just doing pretty much what they're told. Yeah. I thought personally on... Um, I'd agree with that, by the way. I thought personally on Saturday, I thought Adrissi Garnagay was the best player on the pitch for me. Like, um, I don't know why. Usually he might have different man of the matches, but he, for me, he was man of the match. And since that... That Arsenal back pass, whatever that was, when Martinelli scored, he seems to have had a rocket up his ass. And he's uh, the last two games anyway. I think he's he's been Everton's best player for me personally. Then him and Zakore are just like he just don't stop running all game. Um, so yeah, Zakore's like, like a new player, isn't he? Yeah, is like a new player. He's he's almost Ancelotti, Zakore. When Wofford's, he wasn't Zakore. Yeah, like when he he just he had the one job, and that's. Just be a nuisance. Like, yeah, all right, you might you'll score your goal here and there, which obviously he did against Forest. But I think more so, he's just getting, he's getting by, he's getting like next to players, if you know what I mean. Like, he's not necessarily closing them down, but he's like shepherding them to, to maybe to address a game, maybe to Onana, someone who, who's more likely to make a tackle than him and not, not give away something stupid. He's sort of just, he's been like a bit of a, a brick wall. But again, not in terms of that you can't get past them more so as in you've got to find a way around them. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a great, but definitely our best player. And I think that's another thing that Dice has done. He's brought him off for half time against Arsenal. Put a centre half, which let's be honest, all gates is a centre half at centre mid to prove a point. Say to him, listen, don't make mistakes like that on my team. You're not undroppable. Don't care who you've played with or where you've been. You don't do that, not on this team. But we can't afford you doing that. And he's probably pulled him in and gone, stop it. What are you stop? What are you, you know? You're not in France anymore. You don't have all that time. Cut all that out. You win. This this is what I want you to do. I want you to win the ball back. I want you to chase every loose ball. I want you to be on. You know, all those central midfielders. I want you to have their first touch when as soon as you take the first touch right on them. And then if you do win the ball, go back to your centre half. Go to your full back. You know, maybe. An Anna Decore, you know, two touches just that's all you need in that in that position anyway. I think that's I think that's what as you just said, Paul Rocket up his ass. I think that Rocket was at half time he's gone, you getting the shower, you're not doing that in this team. Yeah. 
because you can definitely see yes, he's he's had the fear of God put into him. Like, yeah, yeah. I, that's that's the only way I can describe it. Like, because everything seems well taught. You probably have a stinker on Saturday now. I've said that, but <laughs> that's just the way it is, isn't it? That's it's the football, year. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll move on from the Brentford game in a minute. But just last couple of things. I've, I don't know about you in the ground, Jamie, but uh, people screaming at Sean Dice, make a sub, make a sub. That's all I could hear around by me. He's got no one to put on, has he, really? Let's be honest. I mean, no. I don't know why you won't use Connor Cody for like maybe the last five minutes of what holding on. I think he's be perfect. Maybe Yeri Mina, just stick him there just to be a, a force, you know, just to just to stand there and let everything out. But he keeps going yeah. to Tom Davis and Neil Morpay, doesn't he? I mean, he's working with Chai, isn't he? Basically, that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, he is. He, he, listen, we can shout that at him, but... At the end of the day, he turned around and goes. I think he's used, sorry, sorry for interrupting. 18, just got a start here. 18 out of a possible 35 subs, he's used 18. Yeah. He's used that many? Mm. You get five a game, don't you? I think I've absolutely oh, used no, five, didn't he? Is, is that what it, where it comes from? I don't, because I don't remember him personally making that many. Oh. I think so, yeah. Just, Could be completely unless, unless the echo was in bubbles, which wouldn't be a shock, yeah, would it? Let's be honest with <laughs> you. Like, but uh, yeah, so no, yeah, I, I think it's good. No, go on, mate. Go eat go for it. No, he can't. Like, don't get me wrong, listen. I'm not going to go into Tom Davis, we know what Tom Davis is. Um, but I, I, th- I don't think Tom Davis starts coming on when that James Garner gets up to scratch and gets where Dice wants him. I don't think you'll see Tom Davis, only you know, very, very rare if, if really needed. I think I agree with you. When I see Michalenko coming on, I thought it was Cody and thought that's not a bad sub. You know, sure, everything up, maybe go to five at the back. Uh, but Godfrey, Mina, again. Because let's be honest, you're winning one nil at home. You're a centre-half sitting on the bench. You're thinking to yourself, yeah, I'm coming on here. With 10 minutes to go, you're probably thinking, I'm coming on just to show everything up. But I've got to give him a credit. You know, nobody brought Michalenko on. I actually thought that's not a, that's a decent sub. That he's seen a Wobi sort of flaking. He's seen a Wobi sort of not. You know, is is yard gone? And he just stopped them attacking down the wings and thought, well, now you've got to go through the middle. Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah. thought it was a decent sub. Yeah. I could hear, I could hear people shouting, and let's be honest, I was shouting it as well because at Forest you could see people were dead on their feet. Decore's yeah. mistake for the second goal was purely because he was knackered. Um, I think the Neil Mopai one is just to wind people up. I, I think he's yeah. I think he's brought on to wind people up, and I think Dice is just hoping that yeah, to wind to wind the fans up. You mean or the one? <laughs> no, but <laughs> both <laughs> specifically, yeah, specifically yeah. just to wind up Paul Brown. Yeah, but no, I, I think he's brought him on. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a football manager by any stretch of the imagination, but I think. Dice is probably thinking to himself. Don't, don't undersell yourself, Jamie. I've heard <laughs> I, you're, you're like fucking Don Castro, who's best ever manager on. Telling you. And Fossey manager. Yeah, Champions League winners. But um, <laughs> I think he's probably thinking to himself, if you could snatch a goal, it'd do him the world of good. Do you know what I mean? If we, if we do break on a team and get up the pitch when we're winning 1-0, if he can break on Brentford, say, on Saturday, and it does fall to Neil Mopai, and he... Somehow it's it, like Jimmy Grim, Jimmy, what was it? What's that film called? Grimble. Jimmy Grimble, and it finds the top corner. Yeah. And the Gladys goes mad, and the, the fella's confidence goes through the roof. He'd probably look like a genius, wouldn't he? Dice. Mm. So I can understand that. Gray doesn't look like he's got 90 minutes in him anyway. Um, but yeah, I can understand the subs. Yeah, I think it's just a. Uh... It's just a case of you've got to work with the tools that are being given to you, and when you get oh, better tools, yeah. you can use more subs yeah. and make 100%. more changes. But last thing on the Brentford game, don't know about you, I was stuck there when the players come out, before the players come out, and I heard them sirens, and I turned to my dad and went, wow. And even my dad, who's like a cantankerous, miserable bastard, even more than me, he's mm-hmm. just like, wow, this is good. And it it, it got me fired oh, up. Right, so, it was, whoever, it, whoever's idea it was to bring that back, well done. You've actually done something right. But it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant. It gave me... Because it was so unexpected, weren't it? We never knew. And you had to feel it in the crowd as well as soon as that first one went off. You had to feel the whole crowd sort of... Get, no, just real get up, really get up for it because it was so unexpected. And it was, it was a surprise, wasn't it, at the end of the day? And 
I think that, that that's a good thing with the club. The club have kept doing the wraps and gone, right, we're going to give them something to get up for. And it yeah. just, it gave me goosebumps, honestly. It, it proper, when it went off, I was like, you can't get rid of this now. You can't. Yeah. Gotta keep oh, the sirens, you t- Gotta keep them. Would, uh, me personally, I've never been to a game with the sirens. Uh, my last home game, unfortunately, was Boxing Day 2019 due to like COVID and stuff like that. And then the last time I came home, my sister selfishly decided to get married on the one home game we had on that trip, which was the Palace 3 0. And you still class it as your sister? Unfortunately, I've got to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did dream of, uh, I did think about cutting it out of my life, but my man threatened to batter me, so, yeah. me mad, so sometimes. Uh, but if it if it gets the crowd fired up, we're going to do anything we can to, everything we can yeah. to get the, the crowd into the game, haven't we? Yeah. So, no, uh, Goodison's just a different place when the crowd's, when the crowd's behind, behind the team. Definitely. Are you going to ask me a question then, are you? I, just, I was just going to ask you the same question you asked me, mate. Yeah, about, 100%. It comes from Bellingham, doesn't now. it? That's a, it, yeah. it. It all starts from Bellevue. That that was his walkout entrance music, and uh, I think he yeah. give it to Everton. But yeah, it does make a difference. Like it, it really, really does because it, yeah. it, it it's before the players come out, and then the players come out to Z cars, then and everyone's fired up, and you have got to put the fast start down to that. I'll put it down to that as well. So yeah, you know, could do me. Yeah, you know, you yeah. can you you sort of get lost a little bit, but I forgot about that. Yeah, it's going after thirty six seconds. It could be that. Yeah. So do the do the play sorry, last point just do the oh. players still walk out at the same time they did during regular Z cars, like after the Yeah, the it, it, kicks, yeah, yeah. It, it, it kicks in and then they walk out. Yeah. So the sirens is going on while they're in the tunnel, do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Just to get the fans revved up and then Z cars comes on. The drums right. kick in and then they come out then. So but yeah, uh, good, good win. Good to know. Big big massive it was a massive win, wasn't it? Especially with oh. the fixtures coming up. So we definitely right. had to get a win there and we've done it. So fair play to Sean Deitch and Everton there. What can I you finally won a game? Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> uh on to other news and we'll start with this Bill Kenwright picture plaque thing. <laughs> getting getting found in the canal. Uh, <laughs> oh, just this it's just there's never a dull day, is there supporting no. Everton? It's just like Oh, we won't touch too much too much on it, but someone's actually took it off and lasted in the canal and it's just like yeah, it's wow. probably in me. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. He's probably done that so he can blame the fans. Yeah. Well, we were at the match as well, weren't we? Just sticking with ballroom and stuff like that. It went well again, didn't it, Jamie? It was all right. Yeah, it was good. In a piss and rain yeah. as well. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. one of the biggest ones, I'd say. Um, and it just, it just... Just unity, mate, isn't it? You know, they're not, they're not stopping, so... The more people that can get down, the more people can do it. This is what was it? Did we say it was like three thousand people or something? Mm. There, if you can get the other, say thirty-three thousand, you need all them. You can get another three thousand out of that. You've got six thousand people marching on Goodison on a home game. That just doesn't go unnoticed by anyone. No, uh, but no, it's definitely, definitely, it's definitely growing, and it was, it was good to be a part of. It really was, and it got me fired up for the match. If I'm honest, yeah. You know, you stood in the, you asked, we were stood in the oak, weren't we? In the garden, it was raining. You're just like, oh, freezing, weren't we? And then, yeah, you do that march, and you're a bit like, right, I'm, I'm sort of ready to go in now. Yeah, and I got one of the worst burgers ever for the match. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's on a little side note, like, and you had to give you a roll. You had to be, can't pay your mortgage this week, can you? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, about eight pound fifty or something. Yeah, like and you're telling me that now, well. yeah, eight fifty for that and a bottle of coke. Eight fifty for a sweaty toenail burger. Yeah, a mammal burger, horrible. Mammal. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. it wasn't beef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, again, sticking with the boardroom, the esque is reporting that MSP Sports Capital interest is waning in buying a football club, and to me. That just again reeks of William Kenwright. Don't know what you think about that. It's just he just won't let go, will he? He won't. He just no. refuses to do. It. No one got no it's comments on that. You just spoke to shaking your head. <laughs> no, no, I, I, like... I thought you was to shake. Sorry. Oh, sorry. My fault. That. That's no, bad no, presenting no, that. Sorry. No, no. no it's, it's kind of like the VAR thing, isn't it? It's like he's just looking for a reason to not 
to not sell up. Like he must know in his heart of hearts that him not being there is the best thing for everyone, including himself. We've heard it multiple, multiple times that he's not a well man. He's just no. He's he's old on because he wants to be the one to cut that ribbon to Bramley yeah. Moor to be. This is my legacy. I took us to Bramley Moor. When we even he didn't. Farad Mashidi has took us to Bramley Moor. If Ken Wright was still the, the majority owner of the, of the club, didn't have chance. Are we moving anywhere near Bramley Moor? Are we playing in Prenton Park? Yeah. How many how many times he tried to move us and failed us? Like what twice? The Tesco so one, the it. Kings, the Bill Kings. Kenwright, Bill Kenwright it? couldn't. Even, Bill Kenwright couldn't even put like do Goodison up for us. Like I know it's only like a few sheets over it with the ex players on, but it looks different, doesn't he? He couldn't mm. even do that for us. Yeah. No, that sounds stupid. I know. It's no, it was, yeah, to right. if, else, you, but... if you look back. Two before Mercedes come in, Goodison yeah. was terrible. But Jamie, it's going to come to you. So it's like, sorry, mate. It's just, are you worried that another reason is because they've looked at Everton's books and thought, oh my God, this club is going under? Or am I just being a few scare um, tactics there? I don't know. No, listen, we don't know the ins and outs, do we? We'll never know unless they come out MSP and give a reason why. But you'd like to think maybe listen I don't know how well connected the ask is is he well connected is he he's a shareholder oh is he so right okay so he obviously something he wouldn't tweet it out obviously there's no smoke or fire is he so but if they have looked at the books and gone this club's going under get out of it let's get out of this place that's just again down to the board mate isn't it and that's down. And then that's to a point where when does Machiri go, hang on, I can't even get investors here. What's happening here? You know, does that not put him in more of a a rush to get start getting change? If if he if he's got investors lined up, they come in and he goes, Yeah, go ahead, have a look at the have a look whatever you want. They look at the books and go, listen, sorry, Mr. Machiri, but we're pulling out. Does he not then go, right, stop this, this is getting changed, what's happening? You know. You, you, and you get out. I that's my personal hope. I think that's what I'm hoping for. That the fact we can't even get investments into the club will give Machiri a kick up the ass to like start changing things. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Here's a quick. Here's a question for you. For you, the two of you, just before we move on, would you be happy if it was agreed that Kenwright could keep his shares in the club, but he was no longer on the board and had no say? Yeah, would you let him like would would you be happy yeah, like because we don't know we don't know the share who the shareholders are really do we yeah, I wouldn't be asked me no I've got to be honest that... right and this is listen this isn't any, me any in any way shape or form supporting Bill Kenway talk so it's going to be weird yeah but I wouldn't be asked if he started if he was to leave the board if he was to come out tomorrow and go resign from the board but can I come to match I think most people go yeah, look on Yeah, I agree with you. I I just I think it's people are more annoyed at how much of a say he's got and his goings on in the boardroom and at a, a corporate level. And I mean, I as I say, as Paul said, we we don't know who the shareholders are. Let him keep his shares. Just get rid of him off the board. Don't let him make any decisions. How old is he? I think that I think that's the main seventy-seven year old man. Yeah. You know what I mean, Paul? It, 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 what would you say, though, Paul? Would you let him? Would you, if he was to come out now and go, right, I'm off the board, would you just sort of leave him alone then? You're always going to have the people who say he's still got loads of influence, even if he's not on the board. He's yeah, that type sure, of character yeah. who just won't let go. I mean, he calls himself the overlord of Everton Football Club. That, yeah. that tells you everything you need to know. But if he wants to, yeah, who am I to tell someone not to go to a match? Yeah, if. I think this big. I think Bill Kenwright's a massive problem, but I think there's other massive problems as well. But uh, yeah, just yet showing it. None of it. We don't know whether we're coming or going with it all. But answer to your question, yeah, if he stood down, probably yeah. If he wants to go to match, go to match. But stop at the day to day running of the club. Because yeah, he's just yeah. he's he's while while he's the chairman of Everton Football Club, we have no winning mentality. It's not there. No. He's, he, it's been sucked out of us to accept finishing eleventh, twelfth. Fifth is like the best, it's like winning a league for Everton, and it should never be the case. So, yeah, just uh, leave, please leave the club, and yeah, fuck off. Basically, I love him. I, you know what? I think it'd be, 
I think if he if he wanted to, uh, he could lift the football club by leaving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give us that last little push to survive. Just well, the anything about them, mate. They, they they just leave now because it will give us a lift. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it just gives us that lift that we can. The club would feel like it's got. Feels like it's been strangled, and I think if they were to leave, it's like someone sort of letting go of the neck, isn't it? And someone going, I go for that. I can, we can breathe, we can concentrate on other matters. While it's still there, it's always going to be there. And listen, by any, by the way, this this podcast still supports the all together now, and yep. we'll still go to matches. We'll still, I think me and you are going to the beer killer Paul on yeah. the twenty fifth. So we'll still be there. We'll it's supposed to be coming, but he's, he's usually living in Canada as a fucking really bad excuse. So I'll be hung over the balls that day, mate. Yeah, I'll doing team meetings, by the way, Jane. Yeah. But depending on what time it is, and how busy work is, I might jump on, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> no, but listen, we, we, we're all on the same page, aren't we? Getting them out. But this is what I wanted to ask you, actually, Paul, about that MSP. Do you think it is the books? Do you think they've cooked the, do you think they've looked at the books and gone, nah? Yeah. The thing is that what I've been thinking about is talking to my dad about it. They wanted to buy Spurs, didn't they? Outright. Yeah, outright, yeah. So maybe they've come to Everton and Everton are just looking for investment, but they've gone, listen, we want to buy it. We don't want to invest in it. We want to buy it. And because all this Osmanov stuff, they've gone, listen, we can't sell it to you because everyone will get to see how much how involved he is. You get what I mean? I don't know. I'm yeah. not a finance expert, you know what I mean? I no, know no. How much money's in my bank account which isn't a lot that, that's, an, that's enough matter for me you know what I mean but yeah I just think there's something there's something rotten to the core that they don't want people to see that's what I think anyway yeah yeah so we're never going to know I'd say we're not far off the uh, BNM arena now that the, this MSP doesn't want to know so get the yeah. own bar- <laughs> the, 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 home, the home bargain, bargain. <laughs> yeah uh, but, uh, the Oh yeah, lovely. Get some lovely underpants from there. Yeah, some vests. Yeah, <laughs> Calvin classics and all that. Yeah. All the underpants are available, yeah. by the way, for people yeah. listening in. But uh, <laughs> on other news now, big talking point today yeah. again is Dominic Carlett Lewin. He didn't say in today. Sean Dice is saying he's he's felt something, and he've I think he basically gave him a day off as a precaution, which is his birthday today as well. Maybe he's just thought. Spend the day at home with your, your missus or whoever. Happy uh, I, I, birthday, I, Dom. Yeah, I think he's finished me, personally. Yeah, I do. I think, uh, I, think I think his body's just goosed, basically. It's just just gone. I think they'll figure it out in the end. I think they'll say, we just, we can't have this lad and say anything like a Ledley King. I think you've mentioned it in the past, Jay. Just, uh, just turn up on a Saturday. Keep yourself fit in the gym. Play Saturday. Yeah. I think that might be after the way to go with Dominic Carvalhoon. I don't know how you feel about it, but before I go to you, it's just everything to put out today. Happy birthday, Dominic Carvalhoon, and all the handbags, shouts, and all the you'd rather wear dresses. Doesn't want to play for Everton. Homophobic shouts. You had Simon Jordan on TalkSport saying Sean Dykes will get the handbag carrier back in. He's a sausage, Jim. I mean, that's like... Absolutely. That, 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 that's, that's blatantly homophobic. It is. Yeah. I don't care what anyone it's, says. It is. It's actually... The lad must sit there at home and go, what have I done wrong here? He should be able to enjoy his life. And if he likes, listen, if he likes catwalk, runway modelling or whatever it's called, just leave him fucking to it. Just leave him to it. Who cares? Richarlison misses a chance to spare and our, our fans are like, oh, oh, Richie, get him home now. I'm the same, but we can't support a player who actually plays for Everton. What's all that about? What are we doing? Why can't we support this lad? I think it's the oh. I think it's the, the exactly what you just said, mate. It's the handbag carrying, it's the runway, it's the photo shoots. That that's it it's the Everton Everton way. I think it's because it doesn't sit right. He's not walking around in North Faces and it speaks with a scouse twang. Listen, I've still got people defending Tom Davis as a as a player. And I'm not gonna go into listen, people go, Oh well, he plays every week. He's rubbish. Yes. He's absolutely rubbish, but because he's from Heighton or wherever he's from, West Derby, he gets a free pass. He gets a free pass. Oh, yeah, but he's a local lad. So what? I don't care if he's a local lad because if he was called Tom Davisino or whatever his name, he was from France or somewhere, he'd have been gone. Morgan Schneiderlin's a better player than Tom Davis. 
and we threw Morgan Snyderland out the door because he said because he had a bit of a bad game and threw his dummy out. So and his favourite one the, was in Liverpool. Yeah, well, you can't have the same attitude towards Donovan Calvert-Lewin. Donovan Calvert-Lewin does what he wants off the pitch. Forget about it. Concentrate him on the pitch. Yeah, he doesn't get on the pitch, but get behind a lot. I've seen a boss thing, and I don't know whether it's come, but then we would have done the uh, Moise Keane banner. Yeah, the, yeah, just do you know, one. Just put that yeah, on. and he wanted to do a Calvert-Lewin one with mental health, and people were like... Have you seen the comments he was getting? Yeah, like... it's, a, it's an injury. It's not mental health. Of course it's mental health. He came out last season and said he was close to, you know... Committing suicide and all that, and you just think really, and people still can't get it in the brain that he wants to play football. He's a professional footballer. He's worked all this. He, he didn't apply for this job and get it. He's worked so hard since he was a kid to become Everton's number nine. Do you think he sits there and goes, "Oh, this is soundness"? No, he's probably that battered in himself that he, he. I don't know. I have to stop me because I just the Calvin Lewin no, thing crap. I guess it winds me up as well, mate. I just, I just don't. I can't get my head around it. All this. These are grown member kids themselves, by the way, young lads yeah. who, who are just castigating this this lad because he he goes he goes out in handbags and skates. He done a photo shoot with a handbag and a skirt on. He doesn't go out with a skirt on. And he was he also was, told to wear that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I thought people say the photo shoot in that. Did you see? Did you see the way he was walking around in New York? No, he was doing a photo shoot in New York. He wasn't walking around like that. So what if he is? So what if he is? Do you, literally, so what? Do you, at the end of the day, who cares? Do you? Is he telling you to wear it? No. It's because he's wearing. It. Do you have to wear it? No. Simple as that. Crack on with your life. Yeah. Support the lad when he comes onto the football pitch. And you know, you know this injury when they go, yeah, but he's constantly injured. Well, so is Yeri Mina. Why doesn't Yeri Mina get all like, Yeri Mina's constantly dancing on training videos but can't last 15 minutes in a game. But when he gets injured, everyone goes, oh, Yeri, feel sorry for the lad. He's made a glass like, but I really do feel sorry for him. Calvin Lewin gets injured and he gets an absolute dog's life of it. Yo, Short, I know, mate. It's it's one of them topics, isn't it? But Sean Dice just touched on it after the Brentford game. He said uh, he's only had two days training. He's not putting them back on the team. That's the mistakes the club have made in the past with Calvert Lewin, and it is, isn't it, Jake? I mean, I I think this club is responsible for this lad's leg falling off, basically. Well, they've, they've ruined him, haven't they? Like, what everyone saying, isn't he it's something like our fourth highest? post-war or Premier League score or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he's, he's he's 10 behind Duncan Ferguson or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the kid, it, it, listen, he's not, choos- he's not choosing to be injured. He's not choosing to not play football. I'm sure if he had the choice, he'd be out there on one leg if he really, like, if he wanted to. But he can't be. He knows the situation we're in and he, he wants to do everything he can to, to drag this club to safety, to do what he is, to play his part and be and to be stood up and be counted and be like, listen, I did my part. But unfortunately, his body's not letting him do that. And whether everyone's saying, oh, it was it was just a twinge and like he's he's playing it up and listen, we don't know. We're not we're not on the Calvert-Lewin. We're not we're not the physios of Everton Football Club. And to be honest, there's a very good chance that because it was so bad and we rushed him back, that a lot of this is in his head and every every twinge he thinks he's gonna get hurt more, he's gonna do something worse to himself. It's gonna end his career, blah blah blah, whatever. Just we we're doing we're doing all right without him for now. I still think he's got a, a big part to play in the rest of the season for Everton. Why are we gonna risk him against the, in against Chelsea when we've got the international break coming up? I just said that today, though. He said he wasn't even me th- yeah. in me thinking for Chelsea. Exactly. Just give him. It's a, it's a, it's two more weeks. He's not got. He's obviously not going on on international duty. Not a lot of Everton players are. I think we want to pick with the Ghana again, Onani. Just let it. Oh, Patterson too. Sorry. Yeah. Let just let if he needs to go and train by himself to just do some light work, some passing the ball around with, with one of the physios or one of the assistant managers. Let him go do it. Make sure he's at a hundred percent. And if that means is a hundred percent, is he can go a hundred percent for sixty minutes. That's fine. Let him come on, be a nuisance for sixty minutes. Grab a goal, get an assist. Get a secondary assist, just be a, be a nuisance, and then take him off. And we need to shore up that he needs to be the one to come off to bring a defender on to shore up to shore up a result. So be it. If he needs to be an impact player off the bench, comes on, plays half an hour. So be it. Just 
just we're we're not we're football fans. We're not football people. Sean Dyche isn't in this position because he doesn't know what he's doing. He obviously knows a lot more than us. Just let him do let him do his job. Yeah, I just think as a fan. Go on, sorry, mate. Go on, no, no, go ahead. No, I just think as a fan base, we we all love Everton. Listen, we live and breathe Everton. We do. We we want to know everything that goes on, but I think we're a little bit too involved when it comes to stuff like that. He shouldn't be yeah. doing this. He shouldn't be. Doing, who, who do we think we are to tell people that what they should and shouldn't be doing? But in their free time, and these would be I, the first people to be to like jump if something really bad did happen. Be the first people to jump on and say, "Oh, he was a nice lad." And... Yeah, exactly. This yeah. and that and that, but uh, you've given you've been giving him dogs abuse for, for what two years now. Yeah, well, I was because just on a space. I, I was shoot. on a, a Twitter space. Just get rid of him. Well, we can't, lads. We can't just get rid of him. It's called a thing. It's like your boss coming into you. You've been off sick. We're getting rid of you. Got to go through procedures to get rid of you first. Can't just get rid of him. You're asking a lad yeah. who's struggling with mental health and injuries exactly. to just say, "Oh, fuck, fuck it off." We, we don't want you no more. Exactly. Fucking the people's club. You've seen that video this week, Jordan Pickford and that kid. Do you think that club is really going to do that to that lad? No chance. There's a fellow sat next to me at the game, and he told me, I know you know this, Paul, and I didn't know this actually, but didn't his muscle come away from his bone? Yeah, his, mus- yeah. Yeah, his, his thigh muscle came away. He said, it's just rumours, but apparently, you know, no smoke without fire has been going on for years now. He said that he'd be lucky to play again. It's It's that bad. And listen, he's a player. You see how high he jumps. You need that muscle to jump. Hmm. And if you're, and if you do feel that's like twinge in training, and you've had that injury where someone's been saying you might never run again, I'm sorry, but if you feel a twinge, you go, oh, I. It's just that you instantly do. But I just want to put one last point to Donovan Calvert Newman. To everyone that turns down, says he doesn't want to play for Everton. Go and watch his goal against Crystal Palace last year. And the way he reacts after full time, you t- then tell me he doesn't want to play for Everton. Yeah. Spot on, mate. Yeah, I think we've just gone on a big mad rant about Calvert Loon, but it's something that I'm really <laughs> passionate about. It's, uh, yeah. Listen, I, it's something we should all be sticking up for. Yeah. There's players that I don't like. No need for that. You know it is. I, I'm not a fan of Tom Davis, but if he wants to go skateboarding and wear flares and that, I couldn't give a shit. I do not care. All I care about is what the life on the pitch and. Let them live their lives, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Criticise yeah, them as much, or the football ability as much as you want. That's football. Yeah. That's that's what we do as fans. But once it starts going personal, you've lost, and you, you're off, you've lost the argument completely, in my opinion. Is that not weird, though, Paul? Sorry, that just, just, you just made a good point there with Cal, uh, Tom Davis. And Tom Davis wears the exact same clubber and goes skateboarding and all that, and is a bad footballer. No one has a bad game. No one mentions that. Oh, no, they do, mate. You do, yeah. Oh, do they? I haven't seen. I don't look. I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tried not to look for anything like that. Yeah, it's all going, going. You're better off skateboarding and. Oh, I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't yeah. see anything like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, that's just yeah, it. Does them two get it? Like, yeah. No. Yeah. I was just told because I've don't. I've never personally seen it. No, no. Like, that's a bit weird. Maybe it, maybe it has stopped. Like, yeah, I have seen it in the past. Like. Mm. Yeah, I, I, think, I don't know whether that's just an Evertonian type thing, but Simon Jordan, you're on the Paddock Blues. You're the first name on the fucking Paddock Blue shit list. You can, you can go and jump in the bin or walk in the sea or whatever you want. You floppy headed twat. Anyway, so we'll, uh, we'll move on. To, yeah, we'll move on to some uh, <laughs> other news in the club. Uh, Jared Brantwaite is yeah. open to leaving. I've seen a few interviews this week. I think he's basically to me. This is just me. He's basically saying to Everton, "I don't want to come back. Enjoying life over there." Mm. I think he's too good well, to let go. Me personally, I think he gets an Everton team next season. Me, that's what I think. I don't know what you think. Did he James. say he wanted to leave though? I don't. He'd be he open to it. He said be open to going to PSV. I mean, that at that this point in his career, he'd be he'd be hard pressed to turn down a uh, a pretty much a guaranteed starting place in a football team. And it all depends on if he comes back to Everton. I think a lot of it depends on if we do buy Cody. Um, would you sign Cody? Yeah, yeah, for four million, it's a decent squad player. Mm. We need, we need, we need squad depth. We can't be turning our noses up at like a four million, four million pound player anymore. Would you? But uh, yeah, I'd sign him. Yeah, because I think Mina's going to go. Don't think Colgate's got a future at the club. 
No. I think you bring Brantwick back and keep all the Cody where he'd want to stay though. I don't, I'm not, I don't think Sean Dyche fancies him personally. Well, that was the point I was going to make. If he, if Cody wants to stay at Everton, which he probably does, how old is he now? 31, something like that, 32. Scouts in his knees, so he, he, you know, he's uh, he'll want to live around here now. If he wants to stay at Everton, he's not a bad player to have around the team, he's not a bad player to have around the club. You know, we, we all know what he's about, we all know how good he is in his leadership and his talking and guiding players. Maybe Jared Braithwaite could come in and Cody's the perfect person to take him under his wing. Yeah, no, it's fair points, yeah, definitely. But uh... Yeah, I think he's too much of a talent to let go. I think we'd regret it yeah, if we let him go personally. Like, uh, they love him, don't they? The I think guys. I think he'd be our top goal scorer if he was here now, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> something like something so, mad like that. Anyway, imagine having sc- him in Lescott. Yeah. Then when Lescott went on that mad scoring run. Yeah, he was at left back there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he scored a few goals. So, uh, yeah, we'll move on to this weekend then. Big weekend. I mean, last night was a big night for Everton. Um, Palace lost there. Uh, they seem to be dropping like a stone, them and Leicester, mm-hmm. and Southampton lost to Brentford. So nice one, Brentford, and Ivan Tony. We all love you, and you should be playing every week. We don't care about what you get up to in your personal life either. But uh, <laughs> no, but uh, that's before we move on to the game. How many more wins do you think, or points, do you think we need Jamie to stay up? We're 12. on 25 now. 12. Yeah. So four wins. Four wins. 37, I think they'll keep you. I think 37 will just keep you up. Just. Mm. What do you think? I'd say, I'd say, I was going to say 10. 10 to be. Because someone said, I think someone said, what, Sean Dice has got 10 points from seven games. And if they got the same again, that would leave us on 35 points with four games left to play. I think right now, if someone offered me that, I'd bite their hand off. Yeah. yeah, just need an extra. Yeah, I if we can somehow get something out of one of these three games, I I, I was talking to uh, talking to Melinda and I said, I reckon I still think there's a there's a shock result coming in one of these three games. Don't know which well, one. Don't know yeah. what. Don't know what's like going to be. Like, but a, like I, a mad away win, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll we'll nick a one nil against like United after getting battered all game or something. Yeah, that'll do for me. Take that now, like take that Rano. Yeah. What do you uh, think, Paul? What do you think we need to stay in 12, the Premier League? Twelve to fifteen points, I think. Yeah, I do. That's what I think. Forty, yeah. isn't it? Forty is the magic number, isn't it? Yeah, I think thirty-seven, thirty-eight. I think to keep you up this season. I think we need to be going to the lights to look at our fixtures. I think we need to get something of Palace away and Leicester away. Yeah. Even if they're just points, we need to go there and not lose. Yeah. We need to be full on our own. Well, we could go into the fixtures, but I fancy no, at home. I know Villa beat us, but I thought we were unlucky. I fancy us at home against yeah. anyone under Dyche now. Like I, I include Man City in that as well. Tottenham, I think we beat them. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know United. what's going to happen in that Tottenham game, though, don't you? Uh huh. It's written in the stars. He hasn't scored a, a league goal all season for Tottenham. You, it, even on one on one, he's putting that ball. In the corner, he's slotted right in the Gladys Street. No chance. Who picked his legs? And he's pulling the handbag out of the back of his shorts, going like that to the shoulder to the Gladys, <laughs> just to line him up. Doing the pigeon dance in the corner. Yeah. So we'll yeah. move on to Saturday then. Chelsea seem to have got themselves together. I was thinking this last night. Chelsea are going to go for this Champions League now, aren't they? Yeah. The league's done in at the tenth. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to win in the Champions so, League. You mean? Or yeah, yeah, I think or... they're going to. I think they're going to go. I don't think they'll get fourth. I think they've no, got to go inside. I, think, I was going to say, I think they're too far back for fourth. Yeah. Do you think they can win it though? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think they, I think that's wide open that Champions League this season. Yeah, I do. I think Madrid are a really good team. They they just experienced enough to win it, but I think Chelsea got a chance. Yeah, I do. Really do like. Well, they've won it before, haven't they? Got that. He's, it's in the mentality. Sort of like, he's sort of like a continental manager, isn't he, Potter? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, he's more suited to European football. Than Benitez was, yeah, so like was the, really, yeah, the nitty gritty of the Premier League. I think, yeah, yeah, Europe suits him a lot better. He likes yeah, the where it's a bit less physical. He likes to play a bit of a less physical game. Yeah, and like his his play style doesn't really suit like the nitty gritty, down and dirty of some of what the Premier League can be sometimes. <laughs> the way we are, yeah. 
Yeah, talking very dirty there, Jake. Nifty Gritty <laughs> down and dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking the leaf out of your book. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, then. Chelsea, good team, man. They, they bought fucking yeah. everyone. I don't think Potts are signed off for half of them. No, but, uh, not a chance. That was that will, Todd Bailey. It will click, won't it? There, I mean, the two gun not to. It'll, it'll just it'll come together, won't it? I think it sort of it, it looked like it already clicked. I think they won like three in the last four or something. Yeah, and you know, the people who Dortmund, you aren't no mugs. Uh, Leicester away is always a good little bit of a sticky one for them. They come through that. Yeah. So yeah, it could, listen, it's always hard. Stamford Bridge, whether Chelsea are in really bad form the way they were after the World Cup or. The way they are now, going to Stamford Bridge is always hard, isn't it? Yeah. We haven't won this When did Potter come in? Yeah, he got about 10 games in, was he? Season? Was it? He, wa- he wasn't manager when they played us at home. No, too short ones. No, first game of the season. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was the start of the season or after he came in. Been no. that fucking long. Been a long season, hasn't it? <laughs> it's, only, it's only like two thirds done. I wanted him as our manager. Potter. I did. He was the one I wanted, like. So that's the yeah. one. I mean, if Ben Tit's up there, I'll probably have him. But Sean Dyche is the man, any. He? Sean Dyche is him. Mm-hmm. Right, everyone's favourite part of the show. Then, <laughs> seeing as we're talking about Chelsea, I think it's easy this week. Personally, yeah, I, I, I think Seems. it's easy. Yeah, so Don't I, I go and I go and change, change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got so, to. We're all in agreement, then, aren't we? Unchanged. Yeah, you don't change that yeah. one. Yeah, I mean. It's not broke, don't fix it, like you just said, so... Exactly. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, then. Predictions? Mm. Head and Jamie. heart. Yeah, go on, mate. Are we doing head and heart again? Yeah. My head says... 1-0 Chelsea. My heart says... 1-11. Who's getting the winner? I will be. I'll do for me. It'll be pretty hey. apt considering you know what happened a year ago a year ago tomorrow. Was that that a year? Oh god, I was in Benidorm. A year ago tomorrow was, was Newcastle. Yeah. And I was he did the hundredth minute. It was about seventeen minutes behind in the bar the stream <laughs> I was watching. I went about seventeen rows forward and that was yeah. I think I what? I think I dropped him in knees and cried and work and got laughed at. Yeah. What's your uh, prediction, G? Me head says two one Chelsea. Me heart says two nil Everton. Two, two. Yeah, I've just got. Eventually, eventually, we're just going to do something like mad unexpected, and I think two two nil against Chelsea is pretty as unexpected as we can get in it. Okay. But I think Damari Gray because he's a. Uh, Need to avenge his ridiculous VAR over 10 goal last week. And then, why not? We'll, we'll throw Michael Keane there. Michael Keane from Edda. I'll do. It's your show. Nice. Your Me heads are saying 2 0 Chelsea. My heart saying 1 Everton. James Tarkovsky. Yeah, well, that's getting put on on Saturday, don't we? Yeah, it's happening, mate. Trust me, it's happening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we didn't really need to touch on the Chelsea game much there because, you know, it's Chelsea. We all know what to yeah, expect there. Yeah. And we all know what type of Everton performance we need to go and get a win there. So I'm just trying to find out today in the Champions League next week or have they got a break? No, they just... I don't know whether they've... Oh, yeah, it is, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out when their next Champions League game is. But... Imagine if we can get a win and we go into that international break off the back of a win at Stamford Bridge. I mean, That's why I asked you in the group. I don't. I still don't know whether I'm writing them in my in my match. That because West Ham are in the FA Cup or are not playing because the team they're playing was in the in the FA Cup. We can't go in the bottom three. Yeah, I don't think we can. Not this week. No. No. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll get the Premier League up. Give me a minute. Just because but, it's yeah. nice to have an international break and not keep looking at the table going. Oh, like we always used to have to do. Because the sooner we get out of it, the better, because I don't think I can do any last game, last game shenanigans again. I don't think I can do that. Against, last game against Bournemouth, they're home to stay in the league. Yeah, and I'm not there because our, our auntie decided to have kids and get them christened. So, Is he messing? I'd yeah, be like, 
kicking that out. I know. Yeah. After the match, that isn't it. So this week, Chelsea, uh, West Ham don't play. The only teams below us that play are Leeds and Southampton. Leeds, Southampton, Bournemouth. Bournemouth are playing Villa. Southampton have got Spurs and Leeds have got Wolves. Bournemouth and Leeds are both away, and Southampton are at home. It's unpredictable. The Premier League—you can't even say, yeah. "Well, they should get, they should get beat there," because it just doesn't work like that, does it? We said that about them, didn't we? Yeah. Moment. But yeah, uh, take a draw now, like, but oh, yeah. I imagine what a winner do for us. Uh, I'll stay out all night. Yeah, <laughs> lads. Okay, that's a nice one for joining us, and um, I hope we can get a win. And uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to anyone Irish who's listening to us. Um, and up the toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.